That is the new theme song for the Relevant Podcast. Coming at you today, Friday. What the, why did I say coming at you? <laughs> coming at you. <ya. laughs> Friday, May 4th, 2007. I, I don't like saying coming at you. I'm not going to say it anymore. I like it. The Relevant Podcast is the audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and here with me is Benny Hill and his gang of... <laughs> Women, <laughs> the women who chase him around, or does he chase them around? I think uh, they chase it, him. It around. switches. I never saw the show, but the theme song reminds me of Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Louis Anderson, and here with me is editorial director Kara Davis. Hello, managing editor Adam Smith. Coming at ya. I, I am seriously incredibly distracted by this music, and web content producer Jesse Carey. Yo, I got to turn it off. <laughs> I, I feel like that that music sets the stage for hijinks. Yeah, it really does for hilarious antics. Yeah, I think that there's gonna be there are gonna be some madcap misadventures. Today's podcast is epic. Today's podcast we have a special, exclusive live performance by the lead singer of Thrice, Dustin Kinsrew. He uh, he came by the Relevant Studios yesterday and laid down an amazing performance. Today's podcast is brought to you by Diet Pepsi. Light, crisp, refreshing Diet Pepsi. Because I'm the last person who got a, v- a drink out of the vending machine before it broke. Yeah. Aww. Now I'm 25 cents into a 50-cent Coke. But <laughs> Jesse, although you don't have a drink, we, we do have a um, generous podcast listener who has sent in money for us to have Frosties. That's right. See, yeah. I, I tried to put spin on the quarter. You know, and <laughs> thinking that, spin, thinking that you know, maybe different techniques of putting it into the slot would somehow. Yeah, well, maybe we can cash in uh, the ten dollars that Kara mentioned. Mikey, that's all I got. Mikey wrote us a nice letter. He said, uh, instead of sending in a snack for us, he sent in two five dollar bills and he said, "Please take this cash and enjoy the creamy goodness of a frosty." Uh, he sent the money in hopes that we wanted, um, if we wanted junior bacon cheeseburgers, we can also get them as well. Aww. Oh, wow. So, um, and it's a good little meal. Furthermore, if this makes any of you want to consider me for your funky bunch, that apparently he lives his life based on bribing people, <laughs> uh, I would gladly accept. Perhaps I could join Churchill and Kara's bunch. <laughs> There's um, room. Uh, who knows? By the way, you guys rock, and I really appreciate the smiles and laughter that come from listening. Well, thanks, Mikey. We appreciate it. We haven't cashed it in yet, but yeah. we absolutely will. Yeah, we feel a little odd. And I'm, I'm not sure. He only left the name Mikey, but I'm pretty sure it's Mikey from American Chopper. You know? <laughs> no. I just got a feeling. I figured it was Mikey from the Life Serial That's commercials. That's what I was so, Okay. Either one. I'm sure it's one or the other. All right. An entertainment release is coming out today, May 4th. We've got Lucky You, starring uh, Erica Banya and Drew Barrymore. It's that... Uh, Professional poker player love story. Ah. See, it's got something for the guys and the girls. And only one other one other movie, because who would take on Spider-Man 3? 
That's right. Who's already, which is already setting records all over Asia for yeah. one-day box office totals. Some places, it's already made more than the premiere of one and two combined. Yeah. We, we read and, the same and, article. And those yeah. are just the bootleg DVD sales. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we had passes to the pre-screening last week yes. and showed up. And found out that the uh, that the promotions company that arranged it for us never gave them our names, and so we weren't allowed in. Yeah, yeah, we, and looked, we were we humiliated. looked like chumps in front of the local press. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, but there's only one big paper here in Orlando, and they were giving us some looks. Yeah, as soon as as soon as we were told we couldn't enter, some guy uh, popped up from the, behind the bushes with one of those cameras with a big flashbulb, like scope, took yeah. a picture. <laughs> So we ended up in the the society section under snubs. (laughs) It was yeah, embarrassing, humiliating, and we will never work with that company again. We're in the we're in the Cheers section of Cheers and Cheers. (laughs) Big thumbs down. (laughs) Uh, Albums coming out on Tuesday the eighth. We've got Sage Francis with Human the Death Dance. Bjork with Volta. Did you guys see Bjork on SNL? No, I've I've heard amazing stuff about this album though. Yeah, I mean the the new. I mean, the new material she performed on SNL was great a weeks ago. And you know it's produced by Timbaland, her new album. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it is indeed. Holy cow. Yeah. That's great. Pedity with Resurrections, Past, Present, and Future on Beat Mart. Neon Horse with Neon Horse on Tooth and Nail. Chasing Victory with Friends on Monoverse Stereo. Becoming the Archetype with The Physics of Fire, also on Tooth and Nail. And Elliot Smith with New Moon. Oh, man. It's... uh a lot of good B-sides and rarities from Elliot Smith's career. And many of you podcast listeners may know that I'm a uh, huge Elliot Smith fan, so very excited. Elliot Smith's not that one you're of those... huge. No, not that I myself am huge. <laughs> and you just kind of like Elliot Smith. Right. I actually like Elliot Smith a great deal. Can we get some new jokes? And I mean, it's funny to read Slightly above it. average size. Um Maybe, Sorry, maybe, set him up, we'll knock him down. Yeah, knock him down the exact same way we did <laughs> yep. seven weeks hey, ago. we're nothing if not predictable. <laughs> that is you true. I, I say the same thing. Hey, I switched up my intro today. You did. You said today, coming at you. New territory. I mean, this is a totally different vibe for this podcast. And we have Dustin Kinsher. Probably a lot of people, when you said coming at you, they're like, am I listening to the right podcast? <laughs> they, they hit stop. We, yeah. we, have, yeah. we have no listeners right now. <laughs> I, I apologize, Dustin, for you coming out. <laughs> they stopped listening. They thought it was Joel Osteen's. He, yeah. to say that. he always starts with you. coming at you. He thought it was a youth pastor podcast. <laughs> like, coming at you. <laughs> All right. So that'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, Slices. play this in between every segment as long as I find it funny <laughs> you're listening to the Benny Hill theme song not playing this week over relevant TV I just wikipedia uh the Benny I'm trying to make it a, a verb like Google mm-hmm. <laughs> wikipedia um the Benny Hill theme song and there's no information about it I was gonna say mm-hmm. like you're listening to Bob Jones's orchestra <laughs> yeah, right. the ben- and I think Benny Hill performed every instrument on that track <laughs> <laughs> at the same time band. yeah actually nobody yeah. <laughs> he had he had like the symbols between, between his, his knees. knees yeah <laughs> and he was actually running in fast motion being chased by women while yeah. performing it. <laughs> he was, it was quite, something to see. He was, he was talented. Quite the showman. Yeah, they just yeah, celebrities aren't like they used to be entertainers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we saw Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah. he's thank funny. goodness for that. <laughs> Where would we be without him? 
I'll tell you where. <laughs> I don't know. It's a dark place. Yeah, have you seen Children of Men? Probably something like that. <laughs> it's a world without the, Mr. Bean. The blasted post-apocalyptic wasteland of yeah. the Mad Max movies. Yeah, heaven forbid, whenever we lose Mr. Bean, we're going to slip right into a post-apocalyptic yeah, wasteland. that's the end of Western civilization. Where, you know, <laughs> currency is gasoline. You know, everyone wears big spikes and leather and Has drives around. Pet falcons. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That, if you want to know what happens yeah. with Mr. Bean, it, if we didn't have yeah. him, that's what happens. Is that the kind of society you want to live in? I didn't think so. Welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> that's his last movie. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Bean's one Be- song. <laughs> Mr. Bean, welcome to the Thunderdome. <laughs> All right. All right. And now with Slices, here's Kara Davis. A new book was, re- was released this week on Hyperion, if anyone cares about the publisher. (laughs) (laughs) But it's called Not on Our Watch, The Mission to End Genocide in Darfur and Beyond, and it's written by John Cheadle. And, well, co-written with um, him and John Pendergrass. I'll say, Don Cheadle probably signed off on it. Well, this is probably true, because the the co-author is John Prendergast, and he's a former Clinton administration official who's now senior advisor to the International Crisis Group. Uh, but they visited a refugee camp together for people who had fled the violence in Darfur. And, you know, you know, Don's lending his celebrity to the book, which, hey, whatever it takes. Do we have to yeah, give it back? Cool. <laughs> yeah. At, he, the, at the end of the book, you have to <laughs> give Don his celebrity, his celebrity back. back. I actually heard him interviewed on NPR this week, and he's talking a lot about it. And do, you, do you realize most of your social and political information starts with the phrase, I was listening to NPR this week. <laughs> I, I, whenever they, I'm in the car, I'm a, I, they yield such influence over you. Well, it just shows that now. you are. Yeah, exactly. It just shows that you're a well-educated, family-friendly liberal. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am a forty-ish uh, <laughs> liberal, yeah. upper-middle class, moderate American. liberal. Is that okay? Moderate. Yeah, liberal. I can't listen to NPR. What's yeah. the deal? You're not one of those crazy Dennis Kucinich liberals. Yeah. You're more like the warm and friendly Joe Lieberman liberal but anyway they had a they had a, a really interesting interview with him when he was talking about the book and his trip over there Cheadle? He, yeah did, did he lend his celebrity to the interview he did did they give it back at the end oh he took it back forcefully <laughs> <laughs> yeah for the duration of this book he's actually gonna toil in anonymity because See? he had to lend his celebrity to <laughs> don Cheadle. i actually saw him on one of these celebrity poker tournaments recently was and it? I was going to say it was on NPR, but actually, saw it, it, it I've, I've seen some of... He's been on several, and, yeah. and I've seen him do fantastically well, and I've seen him crash out, be like the first one yeah. out. See, Sometimes he'll wager his celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, but, you know, I, you would think with being in the Ocean's Eleven movies, you know, he would be a card shark. But One would think, what with their skill at robbing people. <laughs> well, you got to think, they spent a lot of time in Vegas shooting those things, I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, not that I was there. Some people train and do, you know, karate and various athletic things to get in shape for a movie. He should have trained playing cards. Yeah. 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 Of course he was the demolitions guy. Yeah. <laughs> in that movie. So, um Babel is uh it's just now coming out in Japan. The uh big movie here, Oscar nominated movie, Babel. Um and it's coming out with a warning in newspaper advertisements saying that it may cause nausea and headaches because of a particular scene where someone is in a nightclub and their strobe lights flashing evidently has led uh, Japan to put a disclaimer on it saying that 
people viewing the film due to some of the highly stimulating effects have complained of feeling ill. Uh, now in back in 97, uh, an episode of Pokemon in Japan was actually pulled from television because the flashing lights were blamed for hundreds of reported cases of, uh, nausea all the way up to convulsions. Wow. But I have to tell you when I first saw this, uh, about, a movie that makes people sick. I just assumed it was Wild Hogs. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks, everybody! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it was such a build for that punchline. Well, it was a Jay Leno build. It's like, by the time you actually get to the punchline, you've forgotten what the joke was about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before we do another slice, I have to, uh, in each segment, I'm going to open a new reader gift because we, we got several this week. And this one, he sent, um, this one comes from Slim. That's it. That's the name on the envelope, and that's the name. That's awesome. He sent tequila-flavored uh, lollipops with w- actual worms in them. Oh, my word. Tequila-flavored or tequila? Actual tequila. That's what I want to know. I think it's tequila-flavored. Oh, well. Uh, that his, is amazing. It's disgusting. He, uh. he, he, he wrote, he, he said, I want to send these out three weeks ago, but he could only find two. Um, I guess you. I guess you three guys could have a knife fight to see who gets one. I don't think they're harmful to women who are expecting, but uh, I doubt she would be. Other than the worm, which is harmful to any living thing. <laughs> Ew. But uh, but he says I doubt she would be involved in a knife fight for something like this. But who knows? You, Anywho, you don't know me very well. <laughs> Kara will get in a knife fight over anything. She's always looking for an excuse. Uh, then he signed it later, hater, slim. And then he put a P.S. He goes, uh, please don't make fun of my handwriting on the podcast. Ironically, as I'm reading it, I'm thinking, this guy's got the handwriting of a four-year-old. <laughs> and he goes, so goes P.S., please don't make fun of my handwriting on the podcast. Um, I... I, <laughs> I can't read it. I b- word there's a word there. I something could do just one style of writing, but he misspelled writing. Uh, actually, if you did, it'd probably make me the coolest kid on my block. Actually, I'm not really a kid. I'm a 25 year old truck driver, but I know kids who would finally look up to me. Sorry, I run on sometimes. Peace out. <laughs> Where did he I get believe, these? Yeah, yeah, I believe he's a truck driver because this is the type of item you would find at. Yeah. A truck stop truck in stop. South Carolina. Are you yeah. eastbound and down right now, Slim? <laughs> he is from Sellersburg, Indiana. Oh. I believe it. Do you yeah. do you ever uh, do you ever have Burt Reynolds drive cross country in a Firebird to uh, divert attention while you run contraband? <laughs> I like to imagine you like that, Slim. And I'm glad that the truck stop was. You know, only had two left. They're now they're sold they're out. They're very popular. <laughs> yeah. And the the brand is called Hot Licks, <laughs> and it has has some sensuous lips. I think on it. oh, Hot Licks. Yeah. You say Hot Licks. I think that's one of the '80s like ballad compilations that they sell. Like, <laughs> hot Power licks. ballads, yeah, with songs like White Snake. <laughs> tequila the, popsicle it, you know because now now they're sold out you know the the factories like just all of a sudden they had to turn it back on and they're all excited because <laughs> yeah. they had to, they got a rush order for five replacement <laughs> yeah, five <lollipops>. worms. <laughs> they have a guy out back looking for worms yeah. now. that's gotta be the hardest part see, see it'd be okay if the worm was dead center no he's like trying to escape yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like right there. at the edge like it's like how many licks does it take to get to the worm center to the of a 
tequila flavor pop. I, I like looked at one. one of them. One of them looked like a kind of a caterpillar. It didn't look like a worm. It looked like it had little legs going on. <laughs> oh, can, you yeah. imagine, yeah. can you imagine licking it and feeling the legs brush oh. up against your tongue? <laughs> they, they should have impaled the worm on the stick. On the stick. This yeah. one has an eel in it. You know what it looks like to me is in Jurassic Park. Where the, the mosquito yeah, frozen that was, amber. Yeah, yes. exactly. So we could clone dinosaurs out of this. Or yeah. worms. Or more worms. <laughs> of course, we could just go out front and get more worms. We could do that as well. But it really looks sad. Like the worms are trying to escape as the as the lollipop was cooling. They were boiled alive. Yeah, imagine if this worm is just in a state of suspended animation and you start licking and it starts moving around. <laughs> you wake it up. It's drunk out of its so mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm free and really, really hungover. <laughs> So like, oh, what did I do last night? <laughs> Jeez. I woke up inside a lollipop. <laughs> I have got to cut this stuff out. <laughs> you won't believe it. I fell asleep in Guadalajara. I wake up in Orlando in a lollipop. <laughs> if he's like a raunchy 80s stand-up comedian. <laughs> well... Um, Don Imus, speaking of raunchy comedians, um, <laughs> he's actually suing for $40 million because he said there was a loophole or a part of his contract was that he could not be fired without warning for saying something off color on the air. What? But, yeah. So now what kind he's, of warning do you need? I, it, it, like they, they said that he hired a, a First Amendment lawyer who said because of that kind of strange wording in his contract that he there's a chance that he could be awarded it. Wow. I'm wow. not surprised that uh, Don Imus has strange wording in his contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he wrote it himself. Yeah. <laughs> it's incoherent babble filled with ex- expletives and racial yeah, and slurs. Racial slurs. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that the the higher-ups would have never like cautioned him or, or warned him about Yeah, I would have to language. think that he's been warned somewhere before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just kind of an interesting slice here. A lot of researchers have been finding that around the world, people are walking way faster than they used to. Hmm. Um, not, not on my block. <laughs> well, uh, it's specifically talking about how did, urban... How did they measure this? Well, I'll tell you. Satellites. <laughs> okay. um, they started observing that people, especially now with the advent of like iPods and cell phones, they just seem to be in much more of a hurry. And that distraction, they're walking way faster. And so what they did is they timed how long it took 35 people to walk 60 feet in 32 major cities around the world and had an average to see which ones were the fastest. Any guesses? International cities? International cities? Tokyo. Fastest? Nope. Hmm. Any other guesses? Singapore was number Hmm. one. Uh, The only American city in the top 10 was New York at number eight. Um, And then... It was, let's see, Copenhagen Copenhagen was number two, followed by Madrid. Uh, Dublin was on there, London. So it's interesting. That in Singapore, they're just in a flat-out dead run. Yeah, it's sprinting. They're, they're mm-hmm. by far the fastest. Well, theoretically, this could be good for the uh, you know, obesity rates. Yeah, it could <laughs> yeah. be. Could be How are we problem. still getting fatter, even though, even though we're, we're walking, walking at an incredible rate of speed? Okay, all right, well, that'll do it for Slices. Up next, Dustin Kinsrew. Keep it hot, so hot you can fry. Hotter than your front porch in July. Real hot, 102. The devil wouldn't want to stand next to you. We got that hot, 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 h
You're listening to Red Cloud featuring Pigeon John. The song is Tapatio. That's it, Tapatio, because that's the hook. Ah. But it's spelled like Tapatio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, well, I believe it's spelled like Tapatio in Spanish. <laughs> uh, well, we we got a chance to hang out with Dustin Kinsrew from Amphor Thrice, as well as uh, he just put out a solo album, which is called Please Come Home, which is really great. It's amazing. Yeah. Kind of an alt-country side project. But he said he, he's going to be going in that direction in the future Yeah, as well. listening to Thrice's music, you wouldn't have thought the Johnny Cash influence. Not yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. But, like, that solo album is just really phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, w- I was really impressed, um, especially as you will hear, is a solid live performer. And we actually got a chance to, to talk to him. He's he's a brilliant guy. He, we we're really He's really into physics. We had a mm-hmm. conversation over lunch about that. So we talked to him about a bunch of different things, including the complicated way you say his last name. My name is Dustin Kensrew, and this song is called Blood and Wine. I've been with Sally, I've been with Sue, I've been with Cindy and her sister too. Now I'm trying to settle down, start a family with that cute little Kim. Oh, now that I've tasted blood, now this wine seems too thin. I got a needle, don't be alone Shoot a stream of lovely things into my home Well, I sell my own mother for that sweet heroin Well, now that I've tasted blood Now this wine seems too thin Sometimes the white coats, they have black hearts we learn to sugarcoat the same black arts But I turn leather gold Our cure original sin Oh, now that I've tasted blood Now this wine seems too thin Oh, well, I walked in the bank And I pulled out my gun You should have seen those people Screaming Ronnie's to make it on his book How can I go back that again No, 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 no Now that I tasted blood Now this wine seems too thin Oh, now that I tasted blood Now this wine seems too thin Oh, now that I tasted blood Oh, this wine seems too thin So you know your uh, your solo album is uh, it's full of pretty blatantly spiritual lyrics, and a lot of Thrice's music is the same way. Um, how did like why did you choose those kind of themes for your uh, your work? I really don't choose my themes. Uh, <laughs> I I just write about you know what seems to fit the song, and sometimes things just come to me, and they, they seem like that's what the song wants to be about, and. Uh, so I, I think really it's um, kind of a reflection of just things going on around me, things going on in my life, and that kind of lead where the the lyrics go. And it's it's you know I've never had like a record where I sat down being like I'm going to write you know about these themes and this. Um, 
So it, it, I think it's just very natural, and uh, I deal with a lot of weighty issues because that's what I like to talk about. That's what my brain stays on all the time, and uh, yeah, so it it just kind of happens that way. All right. So this song is called "I Believe," and uh. Kind of, uh, it's in no way saying that you shouldn't have good reason for your faith because there's plenty of good reasons uh, to have faith. But uh, it's more about me learning that I'm never going to know everything and I need to be okay with that. And part of, or maybe all of what faith is, is taking that that one step beyond your knowledge and uh if you don't take that step you're kind of paralyzed you're unable to move in any direction so it's about that it's also just about i don't know there's more than one form of knowledge and uh so it goes through the the five senses kind of saying that i see things all around me and i experience these things and it makes a comprehensive picture so child of smiles but I can't help but rejoice I have heard what some call thunder but I knew it was your voice touched the holes in your callous hands stuck my fingers in your side I was six feet deep in doubt but now I'm sure that you're alive And it's safe to say we'll never know everything Still, blessings we've received And it's safe to say I really don't know a thing That I choose to believe Smell the scent of angel sweet floating in the summer air I have breathed in deep the incense While the saints send up their prayers I tasted and now I see Oh, I see that you are good I have ate your perfect body I've drank your blessed blood and it's safe to say we'll never know everything Still, blessings we receive It's safe to say I really don't know a thing That I choose to believe And all the answers that I find Only take me so far down the line The tracks always give out it's a leap from the lion's mouth And it's safe to say I really don't know a thing Still, blessings I receive And it's safe to say I really don't know a thing But I choose
Thank you for listening. With, with Please Come Home, um, you know, I guess one of the kind of the common themes is there's sort of, you know, this, there's a lot of characters, I guess, in the album, the subjects of songs that seem to be like dealing with kind of rough things, but there's always like this hopeful angle. Was there, was there kind of going into the album and writing the songs, were you trying to write upon kind of on that theme or did it just kind of a lot of the songs come out that way? I think I always try to write you know, with a, a hopeful angle, and a lot of times there's dark things happening around that. Um, you know, we all experience dark times and you know, dark nights of the soul type situations, and uh, I, I definitely think that there is hope to be had, and I um, I naturally want to write about that hope and the way out of the dark place, and I almost feel like it's my responsibility to in a way because I. It seems lazy or, or selfish or something to to just write about this dark thing and, and not even try to find a way out. And I guess when I'm writing from where I come from and I don't just sit there and wallow in the dark place, you know, so uh, I don't do that in my, my music either. Um, I think there's a danger in trying to transfuse your art with, with a, a certain morality um, mm-hmm. that's artificial, like to put this moral in there to put uh, a message that can sometimes come off as a, a platitude and it's I think a, a dangerous thing C.S. Lewis talks about it a bit um, he says you just need to you know write and if a moral comes into it it's going to come in there naturally like from who you are and uh, I, I definitely think that's a better way of creating and a, a more honest way for you and for the, the people uh, enjoying the, that art as well Yeah, uh, I think it will vibrate with them and uh more real way. Alright, we're gonna try this song now. It's called I Knew You Before. And it's not about a specific person, which I get asked a lot. Um, but it is about the way that our culture and media uh, can, I think, negatively affect. Uh, people's self-image, especially women, and how it doesn't have to be that way. Instead you 
C.S. Lewis, something that reminds me uh, just of the work you're doing is that you, know, you said something about, uh, and this may not be the direct quote, but what the world needs isn't more Christian authors. It needs more authors who are Christians. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're starting to see that in a lot of places in mainstream society where Christians are no longer kind of, I guess, sealing themselves off from the outside world and forming their own subculture, that they're starting to kind of permeate the culture, and especially in music. Yeah, I mean, I think that's... I think that's been a problem that the church has had for a while in creating the subculture, and I don't think it's healthy for anyone. Um, I don't know. You see biblical precedent, like Paul just goes into the middle of uh, Athens and starts, you know, preaching in their either secular or pagan places, and you know about what he wants to talk about, and and people are listening, and it, there's a, a lively interactment that's going on, and uh, I think that you know the church lost that for a while, and just started talking to itself and yeah. you get a little crazy that way so I, th- I think it's good that there's starting to be more of that I, f- I felt like it was getting pretty incestual for a while <laughs> yeah well uh thanks so much again for taking the time to hang out with us today no problem thanks for having You're listening to the new Zoe Girl. No, you're not. You're listening to Christopher Rangstam. And I butchered that in every possible way. It's Christopher with two Fs. 
And it's Ragnan. It's R A G N S T S T A M. Ragnstam. Ragnstam. This should be the hard to pronounce podcast. That should be the theme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, the song is Breakfast by the Mattress, and it is playing right now over at Relevant.tv. Tune in, and I promise there's no Benny Hill music when you go over there. So. All right, a quick note um, uh, about Dustin's interview. Obviously, we spliced in just some highlights in between a couple of the songs. For more of that interview, make sure to check out our weekly newsletter, 850 Words of Relevant, uh, this Monday. We are running more of that interview then. It's uh, really, really interesting, and he has a lot of great stuff to say, so check that out. Also, some exciting news. Speaking of, you know, a second ago, uh, the video playing on Relevant TV, just last week, we listened to you and your request for a maximize or full screen aspect to Relevant TV. And we have done that. So now what you can do is if you go over to relevant.tv, uh, right there in the player window next to the uh, play button, there's a maximize button and you can make the thing go full screen. Now, you know, you're saying, well, it only fills up this little pop-up window. Well, now we've taken off the size restrictions and you can actually hit maximize or whatever it is you hit to make a pop-up window go full screen on your screen. So it works in Mac, Safari, uh, Firefox, PCs, whatever whatever you're on. You can now tune into Relevant TV, make it go full screen, sit back and watch it like you're watching a TV channel. So um, that's a very, very cool development and kind of takes Relevant TV to the next level. So definitely go check that out. So, okay, so we're not going to do a typical feedback segment this week because... Uh, the feedback that you sent in, we're kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Uh, we don't want to necessarily tell you all the good ideas that you sent in because we want to go and do those. And so we don't want to kind of like give away the punchline before you hear the joke. And we also don't want to read the bad ones because then we just have to make fun of you and that's mean. Yeah, so, that's mean. So. so either way, we lose. And so uh, maybe we just skip it. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. So, so no feedback today. Before we get into the editorial question of the week, though, I'm going to open the next reader gift. This one coming all the way from Finland. Mm. Finland? Finland. And the, I'll open the letter. It's from <clears throat> R-E-E-T-T-A. <laughs> Reta Lepanyanen. I've gotten some emails yeah. from him. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Lepanyan. Lepanyan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, he or she says greetings from Finland I'm not sure if you'll want if you still want afternoon snacks Um, always always Uh, but I'm sending some even in case you didn't I'm rebellious like that are they smoked kippers (laughs) I proudly present you the only thing worth eating during the afternoon which I find hard to believe because many many things are worth eating in the afternoon especially smoked kippers we call them tar lions essentially (laughs) oh good god essentially they are tar flavored candies and will help you roar through a long afternoon (laughs) I fed tar lions to a bunch of people when I was visiting the states last fall let me stop right there um, picture, if you will, yeah, feeding a bunch of people <laughs> tar lions. Yeah, okay. I, I picture All like of them uh, against their will. The seal and otter show when you throw fish. At yeah. Them. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you do like them, you should probably be considered at least somewhat weird. Uh, if you don't like them and end up spitting them out, it's safe to say you are a usual American. Wait a second, that sounds mm. condescending. Yeah. <laughs> What's so great about you, Finland? <laughs> uh, oh yeah, the fjords. Uh, but if we do like them, we might actually be Canadian. Uh, his his or her Canadian friends actually enjoy them. 
Uh, keep up the good work. I'm loving the podcast. Also, thank you in advance for butchering my name if you attempt to pronounce it. <laughs> what are you talking about? Red Lepanyan. We should go get Alistair and have him try it for us. All right. Test they the are theory. Turf. I can't even. They're all foreign words on it. So I'm going to just believe that, that those they, are tar lions. That it's tar lions. Tar flavored candy. Yeah. And okay. We haven't I'm, jumped into the tequila, te, tequila yet. Tequila. <laughs> tequila <laughs> Mockingbird. <Yeah. laughs> we haven't jumped tequila, into tequila. We haven't jumped into much. the tequila yet, but we can jump into a tar candy. What happened to the nice candy? Don't smell it. Just pop it. Go. Uh, it's kind of minty. It's not bad, but I tastes like say black licorice. Yeah, it's not bad, but I definitely wouldn't say it's, it's good. It's black licorice mixed with fish. Like everything, because everything in Finland tastes like herring, pickled mm. herring. <laughs> yeah, I it say, honestly tastes like pickled herring a little bit with with some black licorice. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure if this is tar flavored. I think it may actually oh, be don't flavored. Bite it. It's actually don't flavored it. tar. Oh man, don't bite it's it. tar flavored with pickled herring and black licorice. No, yeah. it tastes like I'm I'm eating a cigarette butt. I'm a, I'm chewing it and I'm almost done. Thank you, sir. I, I can't believe there's actually a place where this isn't like a novelty, and they actually eat it. Like, I'll take M and M's and Tar Lions. You know? <laughs> yeah, they go to the movie theater. Like, let's get a big box of Tar Lions. Yeah, I'm gonna take Goobers, which are chocolate covered peanuts, um, some mm. raisinets, sour patch kids, bar. a toggy bar, and, and let's go box. with so with yeah, some Tar Lions. Okay. I feel dirty after eating that. At least I have a drink. <laughs> well, thank you, nonetheless. I'm going to jump into this tequila pop because it's like I've had my cigarette. May as well have my alcohol. Did you? Did anyone watch the Conan special when he went to Finland? No. <laughs> it was so funny because for a while he had this running gag on the show that he looked like this woman who was running for, I don't know if they have prime minister or yeah, president. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, and, and basically... Oh, the lady who looked just like him? Yeah. And inadvertently he became huge in finland like they took it as like oh man this big american late night talk show host is not is you know thinks our country is awesome and so it it started snowballing and he actually went to finland to do a series of shows and met with their president or whatever and apparently over there conan o'brien is a god I don't know what food item this came from, but the table is covered in salt. Now. <laughs> it's from the tar line. Is it? Yeah. Is that what it was? The, it, it leaks tar out of salt. It leaks out of the box. Jeez, my hands are covered in tar lion. Look at the logo, though. The lion is like it's like Simpsons retching character. out. It's it's like <laughs> spitting. Like God, I almost swallowed that. <laughs> he looks very angry. It's like what are you trying to pull here? Yeah, it's very deceiving because at first you think it's just going to be like mildly sugary and just kind of like an average, you know, candy from another country, which from my experience traveling, whenever I buy chocolate or any kind of candy, it's always like a wafer. What? It's like, yay. Chocolate in England's like much sweeter and richer than our chocolate. But I'm talking about like candy bars. Oh. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure like, you know, if you get like like really nice candy where, you know, like a like a box of candy, or, you know, like a Valentine's t- type thing. But whenever I go to like the, went to a convenience store and it was like, sweet, I really want a candy bar. Mm-hmm. It was like a wafer. It was like a nutty buddy, <laughs> except without the peanut butter. Oh. And that was every candy bar. What country is this? That was in uh, like Eastern Bloc countries. 
Like oh yeah, those are all communist candy bars. They have to <laughs> be the, flavorless. Yeah, it's like it, the the flavor of the people. It's all equality. Like <laughs> the nothing can taste better very, than anything else. Various shades of gray. On yeah. The, <laughs> the, well, the glorious people's candy block. Well, funny when when I was in I was in Bulgaria and you know Coke is big there. What Coke? Where isn't Coke big? You know. But one America. of the guys was telling me when. Uh, like the United States came over at the to break up a lot of the communist stuff that was going on, you know, 50 years ago. That this was before they had seen Coke, and all the American soldiers would drink Coke, you know, that they had brought over, got shipped over. And the people thought that it was some sort of like super drug that made them like, big. yeah, it made them like big and strong and fast. Yeah, that's Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> so they were a little disappointed when Coke actually came and it just made you fat. <laughs> <laughs> um, Coke in other countries tends to be a lot sweeter. It's because, do you know why that they is? They don't have the same regulations that yeah, we do. Yeah, it's true. On our podcast, uh, on our podcast fodder message boards, I just read <laughs> a post by Spencer Fruling. Good old Spence, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we don't know this guy. He's just sent in a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And uh, he, it's called, if I run the podcast, he says, so they were talking about Jesse being curled up in a fetal position because of his fear of Condoleezza. Then Jesse said it was actually from eating too many Cadbury eggs. Then Cameron says, actually, that's called 2.30 every Thursday. And then and he goes, then I would have said, no, that's called tooth hurdy every thursday uh, from uh, all the cadbury eggs oh, followed spencer. with a kevin eubanks everyone oh spencer and he goes it would have been the ultimate zinger and then the next guy goes nice do you feel a little like jordan seinfeld for the late comeback though uh, yeah spencer that's why you're our favorite yeah it's no. really not fair if i just re-listened and like Listen. inserted places ooh, i could tell a funny joke there really. Th- this week the, our favorite My, is mikey, mikey by, by far We've got nasty candy, nasty and candy, and cash. $10 that will enable us to buy at least five more of these uh, tequila pops. <laughs> yeah. Or something to get this awful flavor out of oh, my mouth. By the way, last like week. dirt. Last week we were talking about the show about the newspaper from tomorrow. Yeah. And yeah. it was called Early Edition. Mm-hmm. And it starred the guy who is the coach on Friday Night Lights. Yeah. That's- and he showed up as a bomb squad guy on Grey's Anatomy. I used to like him in Homefront. What's Homefront? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the World War II era show where mm-hmm. it was about like all the people back home while all the guys were off at war. Yep. Yeah, circa late 80s, devil. early 90s. Yes. All right, so with this week's editorial question of the week. Editorial question of the week. Well, guys, as you may or may not know, tomorrow is my birthday. That is true. Yes. Huzzah! It's also Cinco de Mayo. It is. Uh, and in honor of that, I want the readers Wait, to... Wait, which one? In honor of which one? Your birthday? The birthday. <laughs> okay. In honor of Cinco de Mayo, we'll be eating these tequila pops. Yeah. <laughs> that was a timely snack. Mm-hmm. Send in the memories of your best or worst birthday memory. Wow. I'm going to go with worst because that's a lot more entertaining than best. Especially if there are clowns well, involved. But, but worst can get really kind of a downer because like... My worst birthday memory isn't funny. It's just a downer. Okay, well, how about I say your worst memory if you were publicly humiliated? Yeah. Right. Well, I like best or worst because we could get some really funny bests, too. And if, you know, send in a picture from from your birthday memory. Like, I've, my, one of my best birthday memories is I got a, a Barbie birthday cake, like a Barbie with a cake made around it. And I have a picture. Yeah, or if anyone can decorate a cake. 
podcast themed for Kara's birthday and take a picture of it and then mail it. I, well, yes, yeah, we will it, put it on put the it with tracks. some dry ice or something, <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, like a podcast themed cake, take a picture of it, something like that, in honor of Kara's birthday. Then I think like that, that could be something that could That's end the up on the, the week. that could end up on the podcast stuff page. That on is, dual like ab- absolutely, and and you know <laughs> it could have a dual purpose. Because our company's birthday is coming up in a few weeks on June 1. So if it's podcast themed, we could even keep the picture up and, and look at it again on June 1st. <laughs> but not before. Well, no, we would for her we'll, birthday. We'll too. look at it on, on May, May 5th, 5th, but then we're, we personally are not allowed to view that page Correct. again until June 1st. Correct. Yeah. My worst birthday memory was my sweet 16th birthday as we were preparing to go out to dinner for my birthday on the uh, nightly Nashville news. The news broke that Michael English had fallen from grace on my birthday. I don't know. Not that he fell from grace on my birthday, but it was reported to the public on that day. And you had a big crush on him or something? Oh, yeah. Who's that? He's a Christian singer. What happened to him? What was it in Christ Alone? What's his big song? Yeah, that was one of them. That was probably the. What if it had been Michael McDonald? Oh, would he you ever, never fall from Would this. you ever have recovered? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or is the he, concept he replaced of, the, the con- other Michael okay. yeah. So the concept of that to you is so outlandish that it doesn't really even have an effect on you because it's like, well, that that, <laughs> that clearly would wouldn't happen. happen. Yeah. <laughs> I learned my lesson. <laughs> we we were at lunch today and they were playing music videos and one came on and it was a white haired gentleman singing and stuff and. And Chris goes, oh, I, you know, Michael McDonald, doesn't Kara love him? And like, oh my gosh, yeah, Kara loves Michael McDonald, da, da, da. Come to the end of the video, it's actually Bob Seger. <laughs> but, but we feel like you would identical. probably, we feel like no. you would probably have a crush on Bob Seger too, There's if you gave him a chance. Kara. <laughs> yeah. Go get his album and yeah. stare at the what's, cover. Uh, what's wrong with Bob Seger? Huh? <laughs> Why you gotta shut the poor guy down? <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah. We had this whole thing about Donald Sutherland and Michael McDonald, and then we find out it was the wrong guy. (laughs) We didn't even factor him into the equation at all. (laughs) But he should be. That's that's my point. If Michael McDonald ever does fall from grace, you can go right over to Bob Seger. Yeah. He's kind of, I mean, he's not quite as, as debonair. Or handsome as Michael McDonald, but who is? Really? But <laughs> he's he's kind of like the poor man's version, you know. So, <laughs> well, it's kind of like he... if if you were, really had a crush on Nick Nolte and something <laughs> happened and you transferred it to Gary Busey, <laughs> it's very close, but it's not the same. <laughs> but but he ha- I, he plays guitar and kind of does a shimmy shake and stuff. And I mean, he also that's true. Sings like a rock, like a rock. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. to mention old time rock and roll. Got that old time right here, Karen. Have you seen a picture of him? I'm going to show you a picture of him. He's a fetching man. <laughs> Just tell me that doesn't look like Michael McDonald oh, with a guitar. He doesn't hold a candle. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't you haven't given him a chance, Kara. You know, I mean, yeah. he's he's got a great personality. <laughs> he hasn't fallen from. He's Grace really yet. funny. Yeah, Bob Seger's not going anywhere on no. his grace scale. I'll tell you that. <laughs> the gray scale? So, grace. So <laughs> that ruined that scale. ruined your whole birthday then, huh? That yeah. Michael What did you get for Pretty your... Pretty much my teenage years. <laughs> did you wow. Get, like, did, did you get a car for your 16th birthday? No, but thanks for rubbing that in, Jesse. That oh, was I... another reason. <laughs> <so bad. laughs> oh, gosh. 
I mean, my favorite birthday memory, my best one, was when I got engaged to my husband. (laughs) (laughs) And yet the thing that you thought of first was Michael English. Was it surprising as well? Or did you know it was Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. He was crafty. But, but, But he was so nervous, if I remember correctly... Yes. He was so nervous because he had planned the whole thing to be around her birthday, so she wasn't suspecting when they go out nice. It's always good to do the bait and switch when mm-hmm. you're proposing. Just a little tip out there. Um, but when he's so nervous that when he came to pick you up at your apartment to go out that night, that he right there in your doorway just went ahead and proposed? Yeah. He, well, he just shoved the gift in my face. <laughs> Like you know, happy birthday kind of thing, That's and romantic. the get the um, it was like a gag gift, and the ring was inside of it. But he couldn't even like wait to give it to me; he just immediately put it in my Whoa. face. <laughs> what was the gag gift? It was like a Mayan a mask, <laughs> like this ceramic, ugly green mask. And the- I was like, "Oh, thank you!" <laughs> and then inside of it was the ring. Yeah, nothing like that ever happened to me. <laughs> Jeff never proposed the, to me on uh, my birthday. The barbie cake in no way compared to that. <laughs> <laughs> I promise. <laughs> okay, so if you want to write in your favorite or worst birthday memories, uh, write into editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com. What we want from you also is, it, you know, as you heard, not only is Kara's birthday May 5th, our birthday, Relevant's birthday, is actually June 1st. It's coming up in a few weeks. And in, in to celebrate... Relevant seven year anniversary, seven years. Uh, we are having this second annual <laughs> out of seven years. Uh, relevant games. We are having the relevant games. And the relevant games are basically a big staff competition. We're divided into departments, and we have both athletic and non athletic competitions against each other. Last year, the big trophy and bragging rights went to the editorial team. And it still rests. And I'm surprised yeah. this hasn't come up before. <laughs> yeah. It was a decisive victory. Um, <laughs> one that came with ease. Yeah. Jesse is, uh, I'm just going to let people know, Jesse talks a lot of smack, both before, during, and after any sort of competitive event, whether it's um, you know important or not. And he talked and, a lot of smack last year, and then he brought home the trophy. Hey, so I backed it up. Yeah. Now, when you say both athletic and non-athletic, are we talking about like riddle competition? No, no. Everything involves activity. <laughs> everything involves activity, but not necessarily athletic prowess. Not, not conventional athleticism. Right. There were a lot of balloons involved with some games. There were scuba equipment. Uh, there, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of other things, just wacky mm-hmm. games and stuff like that. So what we wanted to know from you is I need some ideas for the non-conventional game ideas. So I don't know if you were, when you're a kid, you're at camp or last week you're at camp or, you know, just something, some, you know, I don't, anything, there's no rules here. Shaving cream can be involved, anything, whatever. Humiliation, injury, I don't really care. Uh, The key is, is that people can compete against each other and it's more team oriented. So uh, write in and tell us uh, your ideas for relevant games activities. If we end up choosing one of yours, uh, we will name it after you. We will say the leader student garden uh, uh, potato sack race, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we will let everybody the, know. The Ritz Tar Lion eating competition. And everybody will know and pictures will be posted and you will go down in history as a contributor to the 2007 relevant games. 
Uh, also, last but not least, uh, if any of you have seen any of the new Macs, you know about Photo Booth. And uh, Photo Booth is their little picture program, and it has a bunch of crazy effects, and it's really funny. And we, the podcast crew, has just spent... I had to splice together the podcast. We just spent the last 10 minutes playing with it. And I'm going to post those photos up at the podcast uh, page, podcast stuff page at the website. And I think we should title them all by what celebrity they look like the most. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse ended up looking mainly like Robert, uh, uh, who do you look like? Jack Black? You look David like Duchovny. David, David Duchovny. Duchovny. Yeah. And Cleon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, if you have access to a Mac and to Photo Booth, we would love to see some of your best Photo Booth pictures. And if you don't have access to it, go down to your local Mac store and you can do it there for free and email it to us. But we would love to see photo booth pictures that you send in, and we will post them on the website. So email us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com because that stuff's really funny. That's just Yeah, we had some readers wondering what happened to the craft of the week, so we're bringing it back. Yeah, we, we need more stuff from you guys for Dual Lake Roman. So we're asking three things. We want birthday stories. We want athletic competition or non-athletic competition ideas for the 2007 relevant games. And we want your photo booth photos. And, and we also actually brought up uh, themed cakes, podcast <laughs> That's cakes. right, yes. if, if you so were the, inclined. The, I mean, the options are so open that there's no excuse for you not doing at least one of these. There's a little something for everyone. Yeah, so we should receive 20,000. Total emails, 5,000 right. of each. Right. Minimum, yeah. yeah. Minimum. We'll get the interns replying to them. Operators are standing by. <laughs> so email us um, that stuff. Uh, I got a couple emails this week. It was kind of funny. People talking about after our new issue preview last week, how they actually felt, number one, on one hand, they were really drawn. They actually wanted to read the new issue. And number two, they felt really bad when I was talking about how expensive the podcast is and stuff. <laughs> so they, so a number of people wrote in and said they subscribed. So we do appreciate that. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, the new issue's out. Go check it out at your local newsstand. Um, many thanks to Dustin Kinsrew, who came by. Uh, Thrice is on tour right now, going up the East Coast. So, check them. I think they're with uh, Norma Jean and some other great bands. Yeah. You can check out Thrice's website, or you can go to DustinKinsrew.com. It's uh, K-E-N-S-R-U-E.com. And the new album is called Please Come Home. Uh, it's actually a cool story. 5% of his uh, proceeds are going to go to the charity To Write Love on Her Arms. And so, you know, support good music. Dustin's solo project is awesome. So, And, and, and on, in closing, I want to give you a heads up about next week. Uh, there actually will be no relevant podcast. Uh, the reason being, there's a music festival here, Cornerstone, Florida, and we have like a dozen bands coming in uh, on Friday and Saturday to, to record for the podcast uh, for future uh, live performances. So, because of that, because Flynn and the studio are going to be booked, we just honestly won't have the ability to record the podcast next week. So, but it's for your own good. Yeah, it is for yeah, your own good. It's, it's for the greater it's gonna good. It's going to pay dividends. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, you know, maybe just go back to our the podcast archives on our website. Just play a little roulette, randomly click on a link, and download a really, really old podcast and pretend like it's new. That's actually not a bad idea. All right, so we will see you in two weeks, and we will be cocked and loaded with a ton of new music performances. Coming at you. Coming at you. <laughs> Again, many thanks to Dustin Kinsrew. Check out his website. So on that note, I'm Cameron Strang. I'm 28. <laughs> I mean, I'm Adam Smith. I'm Jesse Carey. <laughs> we'll see you in mid-May.
Podcast. Anytime, anywhere.